Therapy is a safe space. Space for us both to grow. Mm. There's nothing that empowers me more with our community than just being who I am. Yeah. Funny as heck. <laughs> Woo! All right. Hello, family. Hey, How are hello. you? What's Hi. up? Hi. What's up? Hey, Sean. <laughs> Good to see y'all. Good to see y'all too. All right. So today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite things, which is inner child. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Trina lives for inner child, y'all. Lives for it. <laughs> That's hey, awesome. Don't do me. <laughs> um, but let's start with like, how did y'all entertain y'all inner child today? Mmm. Honestly, get my nails done. Mm, okay. Get my because you know what Beyonce's coming. Ooh, just letting y'all know that. It, girl, I'm gonna be outside okay. for three hours. But um, yeah, <laughs> three hours. <laughs> but yeah, that's what it is. Like get like the preparing and everything mm. to like do all that. The excitement, the fun, just mm. like a kid in the candy store seeing like a really good artist. Like that's. That's how okay. I cater to my inner child today. Awesome. What about you, Shar? So I played basketball a little bit today. Ooh, you did a lot. I okay. did. Um, well, not played, played, but I went to the gym and then I shot around. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, that is like, when I was trying to think, I was like, what did I do? And I was like, girl, you was on a basketball court. That is mm-hmm. like, I was like a kid in the candy store. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And for me, I ate some Frosty Flakes. I know that's right. I oh. ate Frosty Flakes for breakfast. So I killed two birds with one stone. I ate more breakfast. Sugar? No, more sugar. Girl, that's, that's the inner child diabetic. Ooh, Go ahead. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> wow. I can't afford more sugar. So. <laughs> I'm going to leave that to you. <laughs> no, I didn't add more sugar, but I shook the bag up so the sugar can spread. Mm. You know, because I ain't think of that as a child. We just poured it. Then I realized if whoever get the last bit, get all the sugar. Yes. Oh. So my adult self told my child self, shake the bag, sis. <laughs> That's what happened. Okay. Shake the bag, sis. <laughs> awesome. <That's> so, <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about our inner child, um, mm-hmm. inner child healing. Uh, what is the inner child? Yeah. Um, let's start with inner child healing. Like, what is inner child healing? And I know that in the first episode, I talked about how. I believe that we all have today, I guess, because we're all women, that we Mm -hmm. all have little girls that cause the shots, right? Mm -hmm. That is constantly making sure nobody don't knock their ice cream out their hand on the playground or (laughs) making sure that Uncle Tom don't give Keisha the money and not you, whatever the case, whatever your childhood experience is, Mm -hmm. we carry that into our adult life, not necessarily the same event, Mm -hmm. but with something smells or looks or sounds familiar to those experiences, we want to protect ourselves. Mm So, you know, back when I was five, that might have been the ice cream that got knocked out of my hand but today is if somebody do some fraud on my bank of america account we yeah. fight you know ten things so ten yeah times. i can get it back but that doesn't change the fact that somebody just knocked my ice cream out my hand yeah know? that's good so what what is the inner what is inner child let's just start there what is inner child i think it's anything we want it to be hmm. okay right like when we think about it like what did you want as a child mm-hmm. what was the most liberating feelings you had or anything like that like it could just be whatever you want it to be mm-hmm. my inner child could be five it could be four it could be ten it could be twelve 
could be 13, 15, 18. Like mm-hmm. all that is a part of me. We don't lose those ages. We mm-hmm. Those ages come along with us. That growth, that knowledge comes along with us. So mm-hmm. it's whatever we want it to be. Yeah, I think what I would add is it's our truest self, mm-hmm. okay? I feel like, um, or your purest self mm-hmm. is mm. the is the inner child. Yeah. That's that's good. When you say your purest self, I re- recall um, when I first started therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my therapist picked up on the fact that I was, you know, calculated, had to do right, and just live my whole life trying not to go to hell. Mm. And one of the exercises that she gave me, she said, you have anyone young in your family? I said, yeah. At the time, my little sister was about maybe eight years old. And she said, I want you to do an activity with her and just observe her. And she was like, that's going to be the start of you getting to your authentic self. Right. So she Mm -hmm. said, observe her, write down some things that may stick out to you. So this particular time we went to we went fishing. And I had just got enough courage to learn how to take the fish off the hook because it'd be wiggling and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I, but I couldn't be no punk in front of her. So I'm like, <laughs> we're going to get this fish off. <laughs> so long story short, we're fishing and um, she catches something. But as she catches something, the pole hits a palm tree and then the palm tree hits her in the head. She throws the pole down, still in the water. The fish could have took the pole away. She ain't care. She threw the pole down, and she stomped the palm tree, and she was like, "Mm, don't be hitting me in my head. And I looked, and I said, wow. Like, she experienced a raw emotion. She wasn't calculated. She didn't think twice about it. The pole could have went in the water. In that moment, she wanted the palm tree to know that you were in the wrong and I don't like how you made me feel. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. And I took that. And from then I've just really been on this journey of healing my inner child and living, a, being a little bit more childish in my lifestyle mm-hmm. and the things that I do, like it doesn't have to be calculated, just trusting mm-hmm. myself, trusting my gut and trusting that I know what's best. That's mm-hmm. good. Wow. Shout out to Claudia. Right. <laughs> Claudia be working miracles and stuff. Ooh, I love that lady. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what is, I kind of told y'all a little bit about uh, my inner child experiences, but let's talk a little bit about what your inner child looks like. Um, my the inner good and the bad. <sighs> well, let me, the healthy and unhealthy, because you know, we got Mm. Well, the good part of my inner child is that she was carefree. I was very independent as a child. That's what I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very, I mean, it could have been trauma too, but, you know, <laughs> we're not going to talk about it. But I think that I love that about me. Like, I could play with myself. I didn't, I could play with adults. I, I, I could do whatever. I could play with, with kids. Like, I fit wherever I wanted to fit in. Mm-hmm. That was what I loved about her. Like she was just like, all right, bro, we just going to do it. You want to play, tra- you want to do track? All right, we're going to do track for like two seasons. And then I don't want to do track no more. Mm-hmm. Like that's literally how it was. Um, mm-hmm. And, but what I don't like about my inner child, I think, and I've talked to you guys about it before. I think she's weak. Mm-hmm. Right. But I also think that She's not necessarily weak. It's just I perceive her as weak because of everything that I've been through. So anytime I cry or get frustrated or I get overwhelmed or my anxiety is too high and it's winning, anytime I can't conquer my day the way I want to conquer my day because I'm trying to be in control, even though I'm not, I see my inner child as weak. 
So that creates like an internal battle because I'm calling her weak, but internally my like true self is like, you the weak ass bitch. Mm-hmm. That's not me. <laughs> like, 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 like that's, that don't got nothing to do with me. That's your problem. If you mm-hmm. let go of control, you'll see how many avenues we trying to take it. But you just want to be in that little box right here. Mm-hmm. So that's that was my battle with her. Okay. That's good. As I think, man, I think minor child was so sensitive. Mm-hmm. And because of that, she was a protector. Mm-hmm. You know, she wanted to make sure everybody was okay. Is everybody good? Mm-hmm. God forbid there was like a little bit of tension. Mm-hmm. You know, my presence was what calmed, whether mm-hmm. that was through my parents or extended mm-hmm. family or however the case is. So those are the, some of the things as I reflect and I think about like little Shara. Mm-hmm. That's what she was, super sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately had to be a protector. Mm-hmm. She shouldn't have had to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And and then it plays out in my adult life too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And my little Trina, I would definitely piggyback off you and say sensitive. She was very sensitive. Um, a peacemaker, you know, like just wanted peace all the time, no matter how she was mistreated. Like talking about turning the other cheek, but hmm. little Trina Cheeks is... Busted, Busted, disgusted, (laughs) abused, because I've been turning the other cheek for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that that was a big part of it. And um, being Mm. flexible, you know, my mom didn't have a problem with me as a child. And most of that was because I was scared to go to hell. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say my inner child was timid. I mean, every decision I made was like, Jesus is that hell working mm-hmm. or not? And um, that's what I, that's how I live. It was very calculated, very like, if somebody knocked the ice cream out my hand on the playground, I got to turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. I can't say nothing. I yeah. can't do nothing because then I'm not being Christ-like or I'm not being, you know, a good stewardess. I'm just, you know, not being a good person. Mm-hmm. So my inner child was very much so um timid and closed off and agreeable mm-hmm. yeah yeah awesome so let's talk a little bit about the characteristics of your inner child right so how does she show up today right like wh- when do you notice that little girl and when you do notice her how does she show up mm. you know i think going the first thing that came to mind and maybe because um I think when I become aggressive, mm-hmm. my, my inner child shows up. And the last time I, I, I felt like I had to be aggressive was actually through basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, about a week ago when I, I was playing with a friend and we were playing at a court with a five on five with other people. And um, for context, I've played basketball um, like a, a street ball or recreational. I've never played on a team. Mm-hmm. So everything that I know I've learned through friends or mm-hmm. watching. <clears throat> so we were playing, we were playing five on five and um, I had the ball and it was like a steal. And so I thought that I needed to, uh, hopefully this makes sense to those who don't play basketball, like clear the ball, basically go past a certain line before I can yeah. go lay it up. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But because we were playing five on five, apparently I didn't have to. So everybody started screaming at me like, yo, are you stupid? Why don't you just go up? And immediately I was triggered. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, I mean, like while we're still playing and we going, and these are my teammates. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. not even the other team like criticizing mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And I could take constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, I've never played professionally or with a coach. So yes, help me. But mm-hmm. you're not going to talk to me kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. 
and that's not what we're doing. And then it was like this, the back, the debacle on the court. Mm-hmm. And then as a female player, I know, I already know y'all talking to me crazy because I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. Because if it was a guy who did that, y'all would not have said it like right. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the last time that she showed out. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that she, she, she'd be trying to protect me. Like if you come at me crazy, I feel like. I have to protect myself because mm-hmm. ain't nobody else protect me throughout my mm-hmm. life. Right. You know, so that's when she shows up. I think I can piggyback on that. My inner child was very angry. I'm still trying me. Okay. <laughs> but I yeah. think that I had to be because I didn't, no one listened. Mm-hmm. No one listened. So, or if they were listening, they listened to what they wanted to hear and not what I was truly didn't saying. Hear you out. Right. So, Anytime I didn't feel at that point, it was like, there's no more talking. Right. So I was very much so the internalized, internalized, internalized. And when I hit my limit, I'm spazzing. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like that when I'm breaking down, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, Trina will tell you, I ain't hear from Kima in like four or five days. <laughs> you know what? She'll text me when she's ready. Text her. I'm having a whole nervous breakdown. Like, like, all of that. And that's how I operate, because that's how I was taught to operate. Don't show feelings. Don't feel feelings. Don't feelings are a sign of weakness like yeah mm-hmm. and but what was comfortable in my house to show was anger mm-hmm. so if that's the only thing i see people showing now that's the only thing i'm comfortable showing myself so i would you you tell me something wrong i'm cutting you off mm-hmm. you tell me something i don't like you mm-hmm. hurt my feelings you make me feel like an outsider i'm cutting you off mm-hmm. that's it it's either i cut you off or i cut you out hmm so my inner child is very angry. I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> awesome. I'm sorry. I would say my inner child shows up when I find myself shutting down or isolating. Mm-hmm. Um, and typically the trigger is that feeling of abandonment, right? Because it may not be happening, but mm-hmm. if it feels like it, then my inner child wants to shut down. Mm-hmm. And I've came to this understanding because when I was growing up, um, I I had I have three dads. That's what I say. I have three dads. Um, but when I was growing up, I remember um, my grandmother and my uncle, who I later found out was my grandmother and my uncle. I remember when um, they were trying, like I would hang out at the corner store with my dad, and I remember when they would try to give me things. Mm-hmm. And I would notice that my dad would always scare them away. So growing up, I just couldn't understand. Like, these people got cookies, cakes, pies, and chips. Like, why can't I, like, why is my dad running them away? Mm -hmm. So I would internalize, like, there must be something about me. Like, why do I have to be, why why can't I get good things? Why must I be abandoned? Why must this or that? So I remember being a kid kind of shutting down or feeling scared whenever my dad would raise his voice. And when that happens in my adult life, whether it's a relationship or a professor who ain't wrote me back because of my paper or whatever the case may be, I find my my little girl shutting down. Mm-hmm. Abandonment will do it to you, mm-hmm. bro. That abandonment mm-hmm. wound is real trash. Yeah, that so perception of being abandoned. Right. Perception, right. Because right. at the end of the day, my dad was protecting me from what he understood protection was. Mm-hmm. Yep, but... At eight and nine years old, I can't process that mm-hmm. in in my primitive brain, in right. my mature brain. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we talked a little bit about how our inner child shows up. How does it show up in our practice, in our clients? Um, let's talk a little bit about that. Hmm. Like how their inner child shows up in, in their sessions? Mm-hmm. Tantrums. Mm-hmm. 
Listen, I have, and I love them to death. I have a client that comes in probably every three, four weeks and just breaks down. Well, it's multiple of them, but like <laughs> just come three, four weeks, can break down. And it's to the point now we welcome the breakdown. So like when they come in and they break down, instead of being like therapeutic, I'll be like, I'll be eating a snack. I'll be like, you want some? Like, like, like letting them cry, getting them come, like, and they'll be like breaking, like sobbing, having a whole breakdown about everything that they perceive that they're doing wrong. And I'm like, but you're not eat some popcorn with me like like and I would just like cater to that inner child but it's because their inner child never had a breakdown their inner child couldn't have a breakdown they had to be responsible they again I relate so I'm like I know you need that space to cry and just be vulnerable and let it out and I welcome that and I love it for her you know so like go ahead break down yeah as I reflect I think one of the most common ways or or our behaviors I see is being strong Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we alluded to this a little bit in our um, episode, our last episode, episode three, about um, feeling like they have to um, stifle the process. Yeah. But literally, like, not showing emotion, raw emotion in the moment, mm-hmm. and even expressing, like, yeah, I'm going to cry in the car or when I get home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, even though they express that they feel safe. Mm-hmm. They express that that we have a therapeutic relationship and that they're not afraid mm-hmm. of that emotion, but still wanting to emote independently mm-hmm. without another person being present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's a, a very common thing that I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think on a, um, going back to the tantrums, mm-hmm. um, it's very easy to see that when someone doesn't cancel their appointment within the 24 hour mm-hmm. mark or they miss the 15 minute grace period. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you'll see that little girl, or that little boy show up because mm-hmm. they want their way. Yeah. Or um, as you said, I, I call it, you know, being guarded. You know, uh, measuring when you can cry and when you can't or, you know, growing up, especially in the African-American culture, you hear, you know, be quiet before I give you something to cry for while you're already crying. Mm -hmm. You know, and I see that sometimes play out on the couch Mm -hmm. where and then I have a client that's like, oh, Trina, I don't know why I'm crying because you need to. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a common one. Very common. So I think it comes up a lot um, in many different ways. And then in my client's stories, you know, because I focus a lot on the inner child, I'll say things like, okay, and in that moment, what did your little girl need? And in that moment, what did your little boy need? Mm -hmm. So it comes out a lot in their stories and in their day-to-day life. Yeah. I think the, the, when you bring out like behaviors, right? I think Mm -hmm. that's a key piece. It's like, we see our inner child in the way that we act, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, adults have the worst tantrums. We talk Mm -hmm. about two year olds. Mm -mm. It's worse. Grown adults having these tantrums. So Mm -hmm. And I think it's also interesting in any dynamic, if we're aware, we can see people's inner child and maybe not take things as personal mm-hmm. as we may have in the past. Yes. Yeah, definitely not take it personal. Even piggybacking on like the cancellation fees and everything else. Like I can tell you how many cl- I had a client coming straight beefing. I ain't like the cancellation fee. OK, you don't mm-hmm. have to like it, sis. <laughs> You know, so it's not about what you like or what you don't like. It's sometimes people have their structures and their boundaries and you just have to respect it. And we have to deal with the big feelings that come with that. Mm -hmm. And that big feeling may be like, oh, somebody let our inner child down or whatever. And 
that's okay. Like, you, nobody's letting your inner child down. You, right now, you're letting you down because you're not allowing yourself to feel those emotions and recognize, like, it's okay for my anger and frustration to exist as well as the rules to exist. Mm. Both can exist in the same space. Yeah, it doesn't good. have to be one or the other. And I mm-hmm. think that's where we limit ourselves. We think that I can't cry and also be okay. Mm-hmm. I can have a breakdown because it means I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a victim of that too. Cause I, my therapist hates me. Sorry, Julie. She'd be like, girl, can you please stop scheduling your tears? Like, can I would be like, okay, I'm gonna watch all these sad movies and I know they're going to make me cry and, and tear jerk. And I'll drop the little thug tear and then I'll be good. <laughs> and she'd be like, girl, <laughs> like, can you, like, it took me two and a half, two years to cry in front of her. Mm. Yeah. Because I did not feel, and when I did cry, I was like trying to suck it back up. And she was like, girl, like, cry. What is wrong with you? You know? So we need to understand that both things can exist in the same space. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that something's wrong. It just means that we're coexisting. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. That that makes me think about um, the scenario I just described with my little sister who's mm-hmm. having a good time but pretty much telling the palm tree to, <laughs> don't mess don't with mess me. with me <laughs> and then I think about the feelings wheel where I tell my clients to give me two positive and two negative emotions to capture their their week yeah. and a lot of times they'll say this sounds contradicting but I was angry but then I was content mm-hmm. and I'm like perfect because mm-hmm. that they can exist at the same time yeah. you're giving yourself permission to know that I can be okay and not okay mm-hmm. I could be happy and I could be sad because there's things that are going good in my life and then there's things that I might not be that may not be so pleasant Mm. and that's okay that's what makes you human Mm -hmm. and I think the reason why we use the term inner child because it's really saying your authentic self right right because children they don't have a filter how they feel it how they see it how they say it it will be said absolutely you know so it's really about authenticity when we say your inner child it's like what's your authentic self without boundaries without them and they without worrying about how you look how you sound judgment what Mm -hmm. you smell like who are you Mm -hmm. let's get out them boxes yeah when kimi was talking earlier it made me think about um another like behavior behavior that i see in in clients and probably myself as well is when there's structure and you talked about like the no show and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and bucking i had a client and we have a really good therapeutic relationship and one session we had to be it was a rough session Mm -hmm. i had to hold her accountable Mm -hmm. and she was like oh i you know i thought we were good to show her i said we're good just Mm -hmm. because i'm I'm being more stern mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I don't care. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that level of structure, she, her inner child, right. When she yeah. was a child that came with wrath, mm-hmm. she did not feel loved. And so now when I had to be that bad guy, now I, I don't like her. Right. Now I'm, you know, on her husband's side. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not, I'm still impartial. Mm-hmm. Right. But I still have to hold you accountable. Right. Yeah. So we wrong. We can be wrong. And we say this in the Caribbean, you can't be wrong and strong. You can't. <laughs> Gotta you pick a struggle. cannot be wrong. Pick a struggle. You cannot have both. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where that comes in. Like, when you're wrong, you have to, and people are telling you you're wrong, like, you have to take that in. Mm-hmm. Now, how you tell me I'm wrong is the key. Because yeah. if you come in at my neck, baby, we fighting. Like, like I'm that's coming. That inner child. I, that's the inner child. I'm coming defense mode. If so, if you coming at me defensive and putting my back against the wall, I'll do that. But if you say like, "Hey, bro, like 
when you did this, like, it just really wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it just really wasn't cool. Like, this is how I've been feeling for a while. I haven't found the space to say it, whatever. I can rock with that. But if you're like, you, 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 okay, mm-hmm. baby, it takes two to tango. Do not put all that on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so I think it's all about communication, how people right. communicate that to us. And if you communicate it, and if our parents had communicated it in that safe way, right, but they did it the way that they knew, mm-hmm. we would probably be able to deal with constructive criticism and conflict and boundaries and accountability different, but Mm -hmm. we can't because we struggle with that. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about what it is, what it looks like in our personal lives Mm -hmm. and our experience as therapists. And of course people would want to know like, how do you heal the inner child? Mm -hmm. And I think that um, we have to start at the foundation, which is getting to know him or her. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you get to know your, your little girl or your little boy? And with that being said, I would like for us to kind of end talking about how do we introduce play into our lives, right? Because the the first step to even knowing what your inner child is and mm-hmm. how she feels or how he feels is you got to start with play because right. it at the playground is where it goes down. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> at the playground is where it goes down. You know, you, you meet new people. You identify your strength. If you can do the monkey bars, if you go down the slide. Like, mm-hmm. there is so much revelation at the playground. That's mm-hmm. true. So let's talk about how to introduce play in your lives and maybe help individuals start with introducing play in their lives. So for me personally, I think one of the ways that I actively do it is through like dancing mm-hmm. and music. So like if I go out, I'm like looking to see like who I can engage with. I don't care if it's somebody who is totally opposite. They could be like a 60, 70 year old white male. Like I'm here to have a good time and I'll, I'll engage with them through dance and music because mm-hmm. that's a universal language. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I'll just do something silly mm-hmm. and then typically they join mm-hmm. and it just becomes this like this playful experience. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I do. I don't care how I look. I don't care if they reject me because mm-hmm. I can also, you know, <laughs> bump my way to somebody else and I'm having a good time. It's something that I enjoy. Awesome. So that's how I engage play. Mm. I agree. Same music um, has become my go to like just playing. I have a dog. I'm in love with my dog. Um, yes, she is, y'all. And <laughs> I will put music on, blast it, and we kind of, from my, from a puppy, we taught my dog how to dance. So when we're dancing around, she'll go on, like, her twos and, like, mm-hmm. whatever. So we'll dance around the house. I'll be cleaning the house. But, like, I'm still connecting to my inner child. Like, okay, yeah, this is songs from back in the day or recent songs or whatever and I'll just do random dances or whatever I'll try to do the afro beats even though I suck but I'll do it because that's what my inner child want to do and I'll laugh at myself and I just won't take myself seriously and I think that's like a common theme that really brings us together too is like we'll put some music on and we'll all just be randomly doing something not even realizing the other person's doing something Mm -hmm. and then we turn around and be like okay girl let's go let's get real like (laughs) and that's just how we vibe so I think that's the best way to let my inner child out is through like music and dancing and Mm -hmm. singing and just just being Mm -hmm. that carefree self that I always wanted to be yeah Mm -hmm. I think that just brings so much revelation as to why we get along why we get along and why we connect because music is my thing too like Mm -hmm. music 
Uh, mm-hmm. It just lets little Trina free. I mm-hmm. sing. I turn my speaker up. I know my neighbor is probably sick of me. Mm-hmm. But I, and I have a ball by myself. You that's know, it. sometimes my family, like, Muff, we, that's my little girl named Muff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> Muff, we haven't seen you in forever. Like, what well, I said, I'd be home. If y'all come by, I'll be right there mm-hmm. with my speaker on and my music and just having a great time. So I think. Dancing in some ways. Um, sometimes I recommend to my client to go to a playground. Go to a playground. See how you feel. Mm-hmm. Get some bubbles from Walmart or Walgreens or Dollar Store. Mm-hmm. And just blow bubbles. Even if you need to engage with a child mm-hmm. in order to see that liberation. Yes. Do that. That's yeah. okay. We don't have to complicate it. Going back to the previous episode, just right. just do it. So those are some ways. Do you guys have any recommendations for people to try to engage in their inner I mean, just think about it. I'm from the Caribbean, so we we ain't had no playground, okay? Mm -hmm. West Indian, we had the streets. (laughs) You go out, you play in the street, and then when the car comes and you move out the way, like everybody knew that. Mm -hmm. But climb a tree. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember I was like, oh, it's mango season. And I was like, oh, I want to climb this tree and get this mango. But I don't know if the neighbor going to catch me. So it was literally like me sneaking to get a mango. And I was so excited and so happy to get that mango. Mm-hmm. Like, it can be something as simple as that. Like, climb a mango tree or try to steal a mango, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. just do what you need to do for yourself. Like, connect back to what you knew. Mm-hmm. What was what was safe? What was happy? What was freeing? Like, if it was the beach, go to the beach. You know, that's all we had was mm-hmm. play in the streets and play whatever, kickball, soccer, baseball, whatever. And honestly, just going to the beach and diving and everything. Like I remember my cousin used to, I used to play school with my teddy bears and my cousin used to fight my teddy bears and him and I still beef. (laughs) We still beef about that. Like where he can't touch my teddy bears. So you can play around and just do whatever makes you happy. But I still have all my teddy bears from a kid. Well, no, I'm lying. I have two teddy bears from when I was a kid. One of them is a devil. That's wild. So a couple things uh, to add. I think if you have any children around in your family Mm -hmm. or in your life, just hanging out with them, like preferably five and under. Mm -hmm. I think anytime being around them is super dope and they'll bring out the kid in you um, or show you that you're you're taking things too deeply. Mm -hmm. Um, The second thing I would suggest is this is really silly, but pausing and like just die laughing. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, cackle mm-hmm. to yourself. There it doesn't have to be anything funny. Just cackle. <laughs> Literally, I mean, from the gut, right? And then you'll realize, like, okay, I mean, until your cheeks hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that's really silly is just getting in a space where you can't knock anything over and just spin for about five times. Because mm-hmm. you can't be serious and spin mm-hmm. as an adult. That's true. Like, <laughs> those two things that can't exist. You cannot, those two things can't exist at yep. the same time. And then the last thing um, for those who may be, you know, those other things may be too silly mm-hmm. is a color. Yeah, color in book. Mm-hmm. It's color. I color all the time. I always ask for kids coloring things when I'm out, like, for like dinner or something with family. Absolutely. I get, and I'm always like coloring and hella focused. Like, yes. It's it's cool. Absolutely. That's that's so cool. Yeah, me and Shara went out for dinner maybe two weeks ago and we asked the server, Can we get two kids menus so we can color? And like they gave us this little rinky dink little thing that we didn't see. So it was like, No, we want the we want to color in the poster mm-hmm. station. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Oh, okay. And we sat there and we colored and we ate dinner and just in that and we didn't even talk. We just engaged in that activity. So mm-hmm. 
it's not that complicated. Um, go back to what you remember yep. feeling good when you were a child. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's just a fruit, like you mentioned, like mangoes or mm. watermelon or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. But um, just really engaging in things that felt good to you as a child. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome.